It's Katie. And Elizabeth. And this is Happy Rainbow Fun Time. Welcome back, y'all. Welcome back, y'all. Before we dive into anything, I need to print a correction for one of our dear listeners. Um, Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Maxwell does, in fact, know how to use his espresso machine. And he wants everyone to know that he's making delectable espresso on a daily basis now <laughs> end of message that's funny we love that for him we're so happy for him. um yeah we were like driving i don't know at some point last week and he was like um i need you to issue a correction because i'm gonna lose my coffee street cred and i was like you know what makes you lose your coffee street cred <laughs> demanding <laughs> calling calling it coffee street cred that's so funny there you know what is the least coffee street cred thing to say is say you have coffee street cred it's like being a hipster you're not supposed to say you're a hipster mm-hmm. um so um but yeah there you go um updates since we last met even though elizabeth informed me that we had a 45 minute conversation yesterday of (laughs) check in i was like i'm kind of drained i don't know if i really want to record today is that okay and then proceeded to talk for we just didn't talk about regular or we yeah we did talk about regular work things you're talking about fun things yeah yeah so I'm less tired now after, you know, a 45-minute conversation with you, eating some burgers. I made burgers. They were delish. Um, oh, um, yeah, and now we're here. Um, okay, so things that have happened since the last time y'all heard our voices. I guess the last time we recorded um, uh-huh. is uh, my friends executed a very successful 30th surprise person 30th surprise party um for my childhood friend Julia shout out Julia um I did very little to help um I love that for you oh my god y'all if you've listened to the podcast at all you know that Katie plans so much and is taking a step back and I love this for you and you get to just be a guest it was just hey katie can you come would you come to this and i was like yeah do you need anything and then they were like not really and i was like cool (laughs) all the more reason to go yeah and then i just like sent over some money and that i will say i did offer to take out the birthday queen um and it was like oh we're gonna have her parents do it and then i was they were like oh can you do it and i was like hell yeah i can do it oh no i need to sit and eat dinner with her (laughs) <laughs> darn <laughs> so it was a bit of a driving in circles in the sense of like max was coming so i had to drop max off and keep him hidden while we were at dinner um but it all worked out really nicely um i think the biggest concern was like how are we going to make a dinner last an hour and a half and i was like let me tell you <laughs> um, <laughs> I can make a dinner last an hour and a half. I can go to the bathroom for 20 minutes. Like, I can do whatever we need. Um, so we just, we, this was actually the smart thing because our table was too small, but we just had like appetizers mm-hmm. and we just ordered them 
like one at a time. I don't know if that's annoying from a server's perspective, but like there wasn't space on the table to put yeah, I get it. three appetizers. So mm-hmm. um, we did that. And then they were like, we need more time. And I was like, I really got to drop a deuce in the bathroom. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to go. Girly. BRB. So I had to like really try hard to stay in the stall for like way longer than I needed. Um, and this particular restaurant like was definitely like more bougie than our normal haunt. But I, it was like we wanted to make sure that she was dressed nice for the party. And to do that, we had to pick a nice restaurant. Mm-hmm. And um, but we couldn't. I go into the bathroom and it's like airport airplane bathroom type stalls so there's like the toilet and a sink and like everything like in the individual stall which from a gender neutral bathroom standpoint it was great because you just like all walk in and then there's a bathroom attendant like in the main area Mm. um and he he i think was kind of keeping like making sure that everything was well stocked but then also i guess there was like a creepy dude outside the bathroom and i think he was like keeping creepy people like out of the bathroom area if they mm-hmm. weren't supposed to be there um right we love but that. the fact that it was like a little airport airplane stall meant that i could just like spend 20 minutes washing my hands text somebody and make sure that, like we're good to come over with clean yeah. hands because there's a sink right right there so um yeah that was my job and then I videotaped everybody and then I got everybody home because I was like, I don't want to drink. Um, I'm so like not interested in being hungover. Mm-hmm. So yeah, got home at like 2 a.m. and went the fuck to bed. Um, oh my God, that's so late. I don't want my birthday to be over at 2 a.m. when I turn 30. I will have it done. I will be in bed by midnight. <laughs> Dude, the bar closed at 1 and oh. it was really funny because like glass call 12 15 um they're trying they're like slowly bringing the lights up mm-hmm. and i was kind of like oh we're gonna put our coats on and then i was like dj stop playing music yeah because you keep playing music and no one's fucking leaving mm-hmm. and then the minute closing time came on i was like we gotta go i don't care who you're talking to we're leaving closing time is on that is signal for get the fuck out of this bar. um and granted i was the only sober person in the room so i might have been like catching those context clues a little bit better than um other folks everyone had a great time don't get me wrong i had a great time mm-hmm. birthday girl was happy everybody else was happy brother of the birthday girl was happy like it was all a win so if you want to be home by midnight for your birthday we can make that happen for you but um this particular person was like let's rage and i was like let's go to bed (laughs) let's go to bed it started raining on the way home and i was like that is a sign that you need to go to bed (laughs) Mm -hmm. you're like i have your best interests i have your best interest nothing good happens after 1 a.m but yeah 1 a.m midnight to one is the like midnight to hour one. where the weird shit happens weird shit happens yeah nothing good yeah i mean nothing good happens after midnight but like you can push it to one um and i think somebody said something like oh they close early and i was like they close right on time <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to be leaving the bar at 2 a.m. <laughs> 
your ride will be leaving the bar before 2 a.m. I'm not staying till 2 a.m. Can't do it. I We were out until I think 2 for New Year's. We got back at like 2. I think we got back. I think that's my thing is I want to be home by 2 a.m. Uh-huh. I don't want to <laughs> still be at the bar at 2. Also, that's when people start like drunkenly driving home. Also that, logistically. So that's my update did you actually get a new phone why is this noted here so i did in fact purchase a new phone um it will be delivered on tuesday when i'm back in town but i have made such lovely amazing friends that one of them lent me a new phone for the weekend because i'm traveling yeah it's like flawless look and then i actually have the other one that I can do a side-by-side of just for everyone to see. Um, so give me one second, actually. You can give an intro oh, to my phone saga. You can do a little summary while I go mm. grab it. Okay. Um, so I'm... <laughs> and I won't be listening. So do with that what you will. Oh, God. Oh, I didn't like that chuckle. <laughs> In the beginning, Elizabeth's phone has always been fucked as fucked. Um, I have known Elizabeth for a decade. And I would say she's gone through maybe 20 phones in that time frame. Like, she goes through phones the way, like, 16-year-old boys go through phones. That might be giving her too much credit. Like, 13-year-old boys go through phones. Um, She's had bricks. She's had iPhones. She's had Androids. She's had the whole gamut. And the phone screen always just becomes unrecognizable. There was one point when she came and visited me in 2021, 2021, 2022, whatever year it was, she was having to voice assist her phone because it just wasn't working. She was using the mechanism that blind people use to access their phone because her screen was so messed up. And it was only like a quarter of the screen so that worked. So she would like voice assist part of it and then flip it around and then like click a button and then flip it back around and I voice totally assist again about that. <laughs> and that was like maybe two phones ago I don't know so that she was finally, in fact two phones it ago. was two phones ago like I said like she goes through these things like toilet paper it's really incredible I think wow. she treats toilet paper better than she treats her own phone um oh, it's so, so true for her 30th birthday I am getting her uh phone insurance <laughs> And uh, my understanding is that you ordered a phone that definitely can have a case and a screen protector. Oh, yeah. So uh, I ordered myself a product red phone from iPhone. It's a SE, which is the 13. So it still has the home button. Mm. And it's a lot smaller for my hand. I think so for me. Um, And it's also smaller to fit in my hand, which I'm very excited about. And I actually bought phone insurance at $17 a month. Um, it's $17 I, a month? Okay. Yes. But I'll be sending you some money. <laughs> I, I picked out a um, case already that's like OtterBox, Life Protect, whatever have you, that's translucent that I'm really excited about. So I can see my red phone, but still have protection. And a phone screen cover. What's that called? Glass protector? Screen protector? Yeah. Screen, screen protector. protector? Yeah, which is like getting expensive but like okay 
All right, show this chaos. Let's see the side by side. Okay. I have my screen capture ready. Oh, just get rid of your little background blurry. Oh, I do that. <laughs> it's so hard. My video blurry. It's my so bad. It's so bad. Hold both of them up. My God. My. Oh my God. Can we do this? I can do it this way, actually. I'm used to flipping my phone around. <laughs> Oh, you can't even see this one. It's so bad. I know. It's like you can't even. Oh, I see the the dots to unlock it. That's not usable. Has that how it's been? You can make an emergency no, call. No, 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 no. The it only thing you can do with that phone is make an emergency call. <laughs> it has surprisingly no, but also it has decreased in usability like drastically in this past week. So I had been planning to get an iPhone. I was like, let me do this before my phone gets fucked. It got more fucked. And I was like freaking out. And I ordered my phone from Verizon and they were like, we're going to ship it. And it's not like overnight shipping. And I was like, okay. So I was talking to my friend about it and she was like, I have a spare phone. You can use it for the weekend. So you can like navigate Houston. And I was like, thanks, homie. You are the realist. So here we are. I My kind phone? of want to get you one of the like Latina mother like lanyard phone cases where your phone can you. just like hang safely from your neck and you don't need to worry about losing it. You don't need to worry about dropping it because it's just like attached to your body. I hear you. It's just kind of giving me adult um, leash and I mean. I don't know. It's going to swing around and hit my titties. I don't know. I mean, you can get one long like, enough that it can yeah, hit you in the badge instead. Like, no, it's not that's... that. It's just like, it's going to hit me. And it's a, it's a brick, even though it's not a big brick. Like y'all have, it'll be a tiny brick, but the brick okay. nonetheless. I'm just throwing we'll out ideas. Find but... a solution. I know you're an ideator. Thank you so mm. much. <laughs> I am trying mm. to solve these problems without you. That. Screen is incredible. Like you should best work. It's my best (laughs) fucking work. Okay, it is actually worse than when I threw my phone at the wall during COVID when I was very upset. Didn't you have a sidekick at one point? I like vaguely remember you having one of the flippy phonies around. Dupe, yes. Okay, the QWERTY keyboard. Twenty thirteen or twenty fourteen. It was like. You're like flipping that thing around. And I was like, I didn't even know they still made these. Um, That's because it was just talk and text. It was that because that was one of, I think that was my first phone in high school. It was when I was a senior in high school, which would be when we started college. Yeah. 2013. That makes sense. Yeah. And it's just like continued since then of just, I was saying that in the decade we've known each other, you've probably gone through like 20 phones. 20 phones is not a correct. You've gone through multiple a year. 100%. Maybe like 10, but I don't think 20. Not multiple a year every year. Okay, but sometimes there was like a three for a year. Maybe like one three for a year, mostly twos. Okay. But I'm like, say 15. I would say 10 to 15. Nowhere Fine. between 15 and 20. Mm. It makes me want to write down the ones that I had. This is going to take some big brain energy. 
we'll put it on the back burner and bring it up in a filler episode yeah i want to see honestly i want like an art exhibit of your phone history maybe even like using the screens to make prints (laughs) that's fucking funny we'll see which ones i've kept because i haven't kept all of them surprise surprise but I could definitely get us a little Tumblr collage of the ones that I have. Okay, so to give like the, the, okay, so my craziest phone break was senior year when my phone had been fine forever and then it fell like three feet and just like stopped working. <laughs> I remember hearing that. Um, how long had you had the phone? How long, how old was the phone before it kaputed? It was a, it was like an iPhone color. So like it was kind of, older when I got it in like sophomore year and then it was Christmas of senior year like right before I was getting on an airplane I had like called a ride and had to just kind of hope that it came to our apartment and I could get to the airport because my phone was just fucked and I think you texted my mom for me Mm, (laughs) and you're like Katie's phone is broken um she's at the airport Mm -hmm. um and I remember, I think I like emailed my boyfriend. <laughs> I was like, my phone's really fucked up <laughs> and I can't text. So uh, if you don't hear from me, I don't hate you. I just can't contact you via text message or phone call. And then um, my brother, my eldest brother was my financier. And he helped get me a new phone um, and put me on his phone plan. And I had that phone until like 2020. Well, no, until like 2022, I had that phone. I had that phone from like 2017 to 2022, lost it in a pile of snow had a mental breakdown because I was like, fuck, if I know where this is. Um, and then Max's dad found it like a month later when the snow melted. It was just like in their driveway. And it was done. And it was fine. And I used it for four more years. <laughs> wow, no, I used really, it for three more years. They really don't make them like they used to. They really don't. Well, and I had it in a otter box, like one of the ones that's like a two piece that connects into one it was like a front and back plastic screen yeah front and back that was together and then there was a rubber thing on the outside like i probably that's probably what it was is it was like so solid my current one i don't think this case would have been as good as my other one like the other one was like the original order box and it had like the little port covers and stuff like that mm-hmm. um yeah, yeah I, just, I don't really know what to expect getting this new otterbox bought life proof and they're now one company i remember when life proof came out and they were the big oh, thing yeah. instead of otterbox and they had Hoyt it'll be technology. good if you it got will be better be than fine. not having nothing. a case which is what i did last time it'll be better um, than nothing just okay, as so a that's disclaimer happening. i'm not like dropping i just want to say in my defense this last one i had i paid 135 dollars for and it lasted for at least a year so like cost very good 
this one that I'm getting now, I am put, I've put myself on a three-year payment plan for like 11 bucks a month, and I don't like that. But also, I'm just trying to make things easy for myself, and I think $429.99 is worth that investment. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm paying. I'm not going to come for you anymore. iCloud. Well, I'm going to eh. stop. It, I no, have more okay. things to say, but I'm not going to come for you. you I'm totally like, I've said can. enough. I, to some people, it comes across as ungrateful, right? You know, not taking care of nice things, expensive things. But I feel very similarly about cars. I feel like they just need to do the thing they're meant to do. They're meant to yeah. contact people. And like, I understand smartphones. I'm on my phone a lot. I read my web comics on there, but like, cars get you from point A to point B. I get that some people want to put their money into that thing and make it more than that, but I just don't. I will this time to be a smart adult who's not wasting my money. But I think that's where I'm at with these things. You know? Yeah. That's super fair. Every if I didn't have to do two factor auth- authentication for my job using my phone, I've seriously considered going back to the, just the like talk text uh flip phone lifestyle. I would have a tablet on the side though is my compromise. So I'd be yeah. able to like read online or like play a couple of games. Mm -hmm. be on the socials but it's like harder to be on like having to be on a wi-fi network usually at home not just out and about just kind of living my life i think if i get into content creation then i may move into a talking text phone because i'll be so much on oh yeah okay so we're adding another tier to our patreon um Oh, are we yeah. gonna okay so we talked yeah. about we okay. we ideated this during claire lore today so um tier one um for five dollars a month you get access to claire lore which is our unedited um episodes and there's normally like i don't know 15 to 45 minutes of like free show talk it does actually range that much it does range that, like last time to 20 but like sometimes it's a whole ass other episode y'all yeah people got like 45 <laughs> minutes last time um so there's there's pre-show um a mixture of like shenanigans yeah it's just shen- shenanigans there's some like shit talk there's some prep work um there's some we're, we're being better about having like specific things that we're bringing to the table with claire lore so that's a little bit more structured but it's extra stuff plus the like oh this one was funny so for like our first episode you guys got the cuts you guys get the cuts of like oh katie like edited it in a transition um and claire laura you just get the like okay so like right now <laughs> like time stamp for it if um and I, think, like, I think those are fun if you like the recording studio extra sounds on songs you're gonna love this shit <laughs> Yeah, there's a little bit of a nice little bit of chaos. So that's that's Claire Lore for five dollars. And so for ten dollars, you'll get Claire Delore and um you can send me your like preferences for social media content that you would like to consume, and I will personally curate um content to you via Instagram. So for ten dollars a month, you can say, Hey Katie and Elizabeth, I really like funny dog reels. And I'm a rock climber and I like rock climbing reels. And um, my like one true love is Real Housewives of Atlanta. And I'll find you the memes. I'll find you the videos um, and I'll send them to you directly from the <laughs> from the Happy Rainbow Fun Time uh, Instagram account. Um, Imagine so- <laughs> not having time in your life to enjoy memes. Yeah. Just pay Katie to find them. 
I'll find them for you. If you just like are trying to spend, a, you just want to spend your time looking at funny content, I will provide that content for you. Um, I curate a lot of content for uh, the people I love in my life. So I will do this for you. Um, for a small fee. Person, so she doesn't a, get love for in her life. For a small fee. Um, so that'll be coming to our Patreon um, by the time this episode is up. Um, but you'll be able to you'll be able to um, upgrade your tier to include. Um, I don't know if it'll be weekly. How much should I promise? We'll like, figure it out. Um, monthly. <laughs> get monthly. You get an onslaught. Get it's an like on the daily pass drop. She's gonna give it yeah. to you all at once, and you gotta parse it out. If you go yeah. through it all and in one day, that's on what, you, man. Yeah, tell me. I would love feedback. Like, did I hit it? Did I miss it? Like, we'll put let in me a know. survey situation. Um, I'll help design that, and we'll get feedback. And survey make says you really good at Katie it. He is great at content creation. <laughs> so, um, that'll be a new Patreon tier coming to us. Uh, probably February is when this is gonna drop. So, um. Yeah, there's that. Spend your oh, Valentine's Day money on something that matters. <laughs> Highly curated memes just for you. <laughs> From Happy show, Rainbow Fun Time. Show yourself that you love yourself with Happy Rainbow Fun Time. Um, that was funnier in my head, but it's okay. Um, I liked it because it sounded like a jewelry store commercial. I thought oh, you took it very what seriously. Are, what are the Jared commercials like? besides he to, the he went to chair yeah he went to happy rainbow fun time <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's it maybe we just remake the overzealous like early 2000s julia commercials because now they're like elegant and luxurious and, like mysterious but in the past they were like oh my god he went to jared yeah also can we just confirm that like jared and tiffany's is just a little overrated and because We're, it's a man and a woman with two separate, like they're both jewelry stores, or because their names are Jared and no, Tiffany specifically. No, no, I think just like the jewelry stores, like they've done such a good job with their oh, marketing. Yeah. yeah, I'm shook that they can continue to ideate and make new jewelry. I like small jewelry makers and don't buy jewelry often, but when I do, it's usually on Etsy. I feel like Tiffany's is just like the blue box. Like people just want the blue box, and it's like, yeah, but what's in it? Is it good? I haven't seen anything good. Send me your Tiffany's jewelry and let me know. <laughs> like, send me photos of your Tiffany's jewelry to, cr- to prove me. I'm wrong. It's um, true. Has, has Tiffany's done, like, any advertising since Breakfast at Tiffany's? Like, I don't know. Um, um. So, as someone who consumes somewhat updated media, like, advertisements, I would say they get fairly popular faces to model for them but I don't Um, think they're like the cutting edge people like that's not the Instagram influencer youths who like took over social media for fashion the youths it's more like uh what's her face Carly who not Ray Jepsen Carly the one that Taylor they say Taylor Swift was in love with Crop, Carly, Carly, Carly Cross, Carly Kloss. Hold on, Kloss with a K, K L A U S, like Santa Claus. Carly Kloss, yes, not Carly Claus. Yes, exactly. Like, 
we obviously got super huge in. Swifties. Huge Swifties. Well, I know about that. It sounds crazy because uh, my friend Emily was huge and just yes. like gave me so much lore. There's a lot of lore. One of Max's coworkers is a Swifty and she's of the, oh, what are they called? Gaylor fan. So she's a lesbian and she like, all she wants is for like Taylor to come out as gay. Um, and I guess that subsect is called like Gaylor fandom or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, okay. Do you want to talk about your Houston trip and your new clothes? Yeah, I got these really fucking cute dresses in Austin, and they're ones from Anthropology and ones from one of the other concepts that they have in their group. Mm-hmm. And I wore the. It makes me look like Western little yeehaw boho situation. I wore it to dinner at my restaurant. It makes my titties look amazing. Oh, and I saw that like, photo. Ha- yeah, it has your titties did look thigh. amazing. Thanks. I felt great. And I haven't bought a dress in a really long time, especially like a ca- kind of casual dress. But then for this party that I'm going to, I need a fancy dress. And I bought mm. a fancy dress as well, thrifting. Mm. And it's beautifully embroidered. And that's a really nice like wine colored Mm-hmm. Um, and it has a plunging neckline, so more titties, but in a different package. So I'm very excited. It's the year of my titties. I think. More titties. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So I'm excited about those new clothes. Also, I just think I feel like I'm curating um not more of a one style, but a closet that I like wearing more, and I'm pretty excited about that because. You've known me for a very long time, and I have worn some really fucking awesome shit, and I've worn some really fucking questionable and also some dog shit shit. So it's just been a ride. Are you still in your rugby shirt phase? First of all, it's not a phase, mom. Second it's a lifestyle. All, it's a lifestyle. Um, so I just haven't seen one in a while, and that used fair, to be I, it. I know I used to have two, or I used to have a lot. I have two now. I have one that I, uh, it's one of my most prized clothing possessions. It's a, um, Adidas blue and white striped rugby shirt for the Argentinian men's soccer team, which is really, really specific piece of clothing that I acquired through a clothing swap at Juiceland, this local smoothie chain in Texas. And um, my shift lead manager at the time wanted my t-shirt from Bombay Bicycle Club, the bar and grill that I worked at in San Antonio that had a really cool scene of a carousel with live animals on it. And it was a cool ass shirt. I wore it a lot. And he just like showed me the stuff that he had because he was like into clothing swapping and reselling and I saw the the jersey the rugby shirt jersey and I was like I am obsessed with this and I hadn't had a rugby shirt in a really long time so I was like this is a sign so I have that one and then I thrifted one that's not a rugby shirt proper but you know when you have a polo meets a Henley it's like a long sleeve polo but it's polo fabric all the way down that's what I have with big bold stripes. So it's like rugby shirt light. It's the same vibe. Waspy, fratty, sporty, whatever the fuck. And it's cream colored, like a proper like yellowy 
not brown beige, but more like yellow cream um, with navy blue and red. And I think it is uh, old Ralph Lauren. And I love them very much. Yeah, I like long sleeve things a lot because I just get fucking cold. And the problem with rugby shirts is that it's just so much bulk for me to like tuck into a pant. Um, so it stresses me out. So I just don't wear them as much because I don't like tiny pants. I would rather wear tiny tops with big pants. Mm. Yeah, I remember the days i think i'm trying to remember if i was there for the perch because i remember having a conversation with you and we had laid out like all of them and it was like a fat stack and it was one of those things where you were like i think you were contemplating getting rid of all of them or i don't remember what but i was kind of like i remember being concerned about you getting rid of all of them yeah and then having regret <laughs> i definitely think i pared it down i don't think i did an immediate purge i'm trying to I remember, remember what it was yellow and orange, oh yeah it was maybe? a marty there was a mardi gras one for yeah. sure that i collected later in my life yeah i, I was my... given a book called um the curated closet years ago um and I'm not I don't think I ever really finished it but I got like far enough along where I was like okay this is the clothing that I like this is what I don't like this looks good on my body type this doesn't um this is how much clothes I really want etc and I think it's like a really interesting way to look at your closet and just kind of be like okay what do I need what do I like what do I feel good in and making sure that like every article of clothing like fits all three of those categories that's a good way to divide it up what i need what i like and what fits what i feel good in oh, what everything good should be something you feel good in there's like no point in keeping clothes that you're just like i'm not comfortable wearing this oh like, yeah why? no standing pants absolutely not yeah um i'm excited for you what is this event you're going to you keep mentioning yeah, it to me but i don't know what it is that's okay it's called a soiree it is going to be like a, an award ceremony with dancing it's a fundraiser for university of houston young alumni they put it on every year they give plaques to young alumni who do amazing things in the community you buy your tickets, the money goes to scholarship funds, there's a buffet, there's alcohol that's donated by someone who sponsors the party, there's a dance floor. It is on campus, so it's that kind of vibe. It's an award ceremony that Lauren is getting an award for. And I was invited and I went last year for Chris's mom, so I know what to expect. This year, it's supposed to be bigger and better, which is exciting because it was like 60 people last year and I didn't know anyone, but I can talk to a fucking brick wall. So I was like, I'm just down to clown. Like if you need a body at your party, Katie and I are really good bodies to have at parties. I'm such a good body. Am, it's crazy. I partied so much when I was younger. I party. I don't party at all. I am still labeled as a party animal, <laughs> but I am so retired. Katie like came into her party animalness later in life responsibly so and can go so hard i turn into a big fat baby 
not like ACL because I can self-regulate better, but pretty close sometimes. Yeah, I well, when it, what's really funny when you say that is like I remember ACL in college. Or well, we don't even need to talk about it. Um, <laughs> I'm not opt out of talking about that. But when you I'm say just bringing like, it up to piss you off. I don't want to talk about that or Halloween 2016, <laughs> 2015, whatever year it was. I don't want to talk about it. Um, I, um, no, but it's funny you like bringing up like you had your party era and you're like out of it now, but that like is still a thing that people know you for. And like I didn't have a party era, but I like distinctly remember when I did show up to parties, like people were very welcoming. Um, they were real nice about it. Um, yeah. I was uncomfortable the entire time. Um, but, <laughs> but now I'm a little bit more comfortable, and like I feel like people are cooler with folks who are just like, "I'm here. You don't really have to talk to me. Like I'll talk to you, but like I can just like hang out and be okay." Yeah. And people are way more accepting of that than they were when they were like 18 to 22. It's true. They're like, like yeah, I get it. Sometimes I don't want to socialize. And it's like, great. Glad yeah. we all finally got here. Yeah. I would just be like, okay, I like do my like walkthrough of the party. I'm just like, hi, everybody. And then go sit in the backyard with a beer and hopefully a dog. And then I just get like the rotation of people. And when you're 18 to 20, people are like, this girl is weird. And I was like, no, I just don't want to be in the midst and people are way cooler about that now so um invite those friends you guys because we're really cool uh we just don't necessarily want to be yelling in a frat house (laughs) with our feet sticking to the floor because of the jungle juice (laughs) we just want to hang out outside (laughs) where it's slightly colder slightly because it's texas and it's always fucking hot as hell um i'm excited for you that sounds super fun thanks um i'm glad that you have a fun dress i'm excited for your friend who's getting an award an award is nice an award is nice Um, and i haven't um danced in a while in public um the last time was two-stepping on halloween and i'm less like less familiar with two-stepping than like regular ass just like club dancing so i'm excited to take my rusty dusty club dancing to this college party because i know i'm still gonna have it better than some people out there so just drop it low no i will well here's the thing i will not be dropping it low i did bring loafers to dance in because we might go to barbarella's in houston afterwards for 80s night i there you'll drop it low Oh. Well, it's a really beautiful embroidered dress, so I'll oh. make sure to hold it while I drop it. But, like, I'm not a big fan of 80s music, but I love a group that goes and dances. And Lauren is doing Dry January, so I might just tag along with her and not drink alcohol and go dancing. We'll see. The Do you have to drink alcohol to drop young. it low? Um, I don't have to drop drink alcohol to drop it low, but I still have an okay relationship with alcohol like it can be fun to get a little like warm and fuzzy inside sometimes Mm -hmm. however um it's gonna be italian food so i just don't think i want to mix italian food with a lot of alcohol Mm -hmm. you ever had noodles come up your nose 
what kind of question is that of course i've had noodles come up my nose you know how much it sucks <laughs> uh yeah so uh. that's how i'm feeling about it i'm feeling consciously optimistic but like i've just put I'm myself just optimistic. well i mean like i know what to expect and like i know it's gonna be a fun time because i'm with these people i love and care about and want to support and like i like had the hiatus from the podcast and wasn't really talking to you and I wasn't really talking to anyone so I'm trying not to like make up for lost time but to like put in the effort like yes I will go on a crazy little three-day excursion to Houston to see my friends I didn't get to see over Christmas I don't get to see all my friends but I'm hopefully gonna get to see at least two out of three sets two out of four sets yeah so I'm excited about that and I agree with you about the curated closet um i'm figuring out what i like and i don't like so these two dresses i spent probably 70 dollars between the two of them which is a lot for me for thrifting however these pieces are from expensive brands which doesn't mean much except that they're going to get marked up but like they're way cheaper than they would have been purchased full price and they look so fucking good on me i just can definitely pay 37 dollars to look fucking good in a dress you know what i mean yeah i paid like 120 dollars for like high school prom homecoming spring winter midi like all the dances i think fast fast fashion has made us all a little spoiled in the sense of like yeah. oh i can get something for really cheap but like the quality reflects that so um i really do i think i do prefer like thrifting to find something and it might be like expensive for a thrift but like at its original cost like this was something that was like a good quality like piece mm-hmm. and at um, its thrift cost we're gonna get our money's worth and then some so yeah i love it i'm gonna wear the shit out of it yeah I'm f- we'll post photos um we're gonna move on to a new segment that i haven't come up with a catchy name for yet but um we'll think of something in Claire Lore next time, but um, ah, I don't even want to say it. It's not even like it's good. okay. We'll be right back. Three, two, one. Warning, warning! You are entering the nerd zone. Proceed with caution. Welcome to the nerd zone, bro. Uh- Is this your little cave that you're carving out to just like really geek out now that we're leaning into our podcast? Yeah. Well, I just wanted I wanted a section that wasn't like just web like webcomic corner. We have webcomic corner. It's got this little jingle and like this is webcomic corner adjacent, but I felt like it could have like its own little like section versus like in the news. Like, you mm-hmm. know, just give nope. us some options. hundred percent. I love it. We can okay. segment this as much as you want. The nerd zone. Okay, so the nerd zone is going to contain just like media in general that we're consuming that doesn't like qualify as a comic. Like a lot of the shows that we'll watch like are based on comics, but I've been watching a couple of shows that haven't been based on comics. And I just wanted to give you guys a little like rundown of some really good cartoons, some live action that I've been watching. Um, you didn't pre- give me anything to add to this thing so it's all it's me true. it's, all katie, the whole it's time. all katie this segment y'all you'll get a feel for it because elizabeth has only been reading web comics sorry i really don't watch tv with other people i did with 
uh, my previous partner and we're not together. So I'm not doing it right now. And mm. that's really the tea. But I got recommended one of the series that you are going to talk about. So it seems like a sign. We talked about it on the car ride to Houston. Okay. So Let my first rip. one, I'm going to try to go quickly because I want us to get into Webcomic Corner and then I need to go back to work. Um, but so that's fair. <laughs> the first, and you have to go shopping now. Um, so Blue-Eyed Samurai is available. It's a Netflix original. Um, I would say, I would bet that the director and artist team, like, were inspired by Samurai Jack. It gives off very Mm -hmm. similar, like, illustration vibes. Um, The um, general plot line is it's set in um, a time in Japan where it Japan is closed off to other countries and there shouldn't be like any white but specifically they're concerned about like white people coming to Japan mm-hmm. and um if you happen to be somebody of mixed race you're often treated as less than a human um you're compared to like demons um you just it's not great being somebody of um mixed race and so this particular samurai is blue-eyed which is the signifier that they are like born of the white man and at the time that they are born there are i believe four um white men in japan and they have made it their mission in life to kill all of them and that is the premise. They are just on this revenge-fueled, we are going to kill all of the white men in Japan. And it's not like these people are nice people. Like, the one that the season focuses on that they're after, um, he is, like, trying to overthrow the government, and he's importing guns into Japan to overthrow the government. Um, but the, the samurai does not care about like any of those things. They're just focused very much on kill white dudes. Um, there's a lot of really like some of the best like action scenes I've seen Mm, in a really long time. I love that. Um, it definitely is. I would say graphic. There were some, there's some like kind of gross sex scenes in there. Um, Max and I, I watched the first episode by myself and was like, holy shit, this is amazing. <laughs> and I was like, Max, you should watch this. And so he's, I don't know if he ever watched the first episode. I think he watched the first episode like way later, but he like popped in um, after the first episode. So you don't have to watch like the entire series to like understand what's going on really. I would okay. say if you like nice. run into somebody who's also watching it and they're like, oh, I've already watched like an episode and a half. Like you could hop in and like be fine. Um, but uh we did we did introduce uh max's dad and um max's brother-in-law to it and we were all watching it and i did have a moment where i was like oh there's about to be like a really uncomfy sex scene coming up i'm just gonna like walk into the room Mm. and um luckily Max's dad is one of those guys who's just like, I'm just going to like fast forward through this. Cause like if we were all three separately on our own or like, I don't know if the groups, okay. if the group formation was different, I think all of us could have watched it fine. But it was like, 
I don't know if we want this to be the group that we watch this like okay. kind of gross Fair sex enough. scene. Um, so there's like there's definitely some fast forwarding if there's like certain themes that you don't want to watch with another person, but I would put it up there as like one of the best cartoons that I have watched in the last five years. Like it's mm-hmm. so good. Um, another um cartoon that I would put up there as like would be in my top five like if i had to talk, call my top five like right now that i've watched since 2020 blue-eyed samurai long time um invincible was really good yeah um i don't even want to give five but okay this next one would be in there um it's called scavengers rain i believe it was made on apple tv we steal everything yeah, this is the um, one I was recommended. I'm excited to hear about it. So Scavenger's Reign is essentially, um, it's set in a time universe, whatever you want to call it, where um, there's colonies in space, there's um, cargo, like, freight spaceships bringing things from one colony to another. Mm, you know that there's this big overarching company that kind of, like, has a lot of power in this universe Mm, um and essentially you're introduced to all of these characters who have had like a catastrophic crash of the freight the freighter freighter the freight ship and have freighter might be the word have been ejected on in their like little escape pods to a planet the planet is beautiful the planet is like obviously otherworldly um but the planet is also like very confusing because you're like oh so sweet and then it like bites your hand off like it Mm -hmm. is this very interesting ecosystem ecosystem where you're like trying to figure out where they where you fit in (laughs) and um the answer is um carefully and um not at all (laughs) Um, the the character that's like thrived the most on this planet was like an AI robot. <laughs> that okay. robot found sentient while on this planet. So it's the story of these scavengers trying to get back to the remnants of the ship to try to escape. There are also crew members still on the ship in cryosleep that they're trying to get to before like animals from the planet come in and like kill everybody on the ship they were able to bring the ship down in a controlled landing and now they're trying to get to it and escape um there's at least three groups that we know of that are going through their own like journey trying to survive um i think i have like two episodes left I would say from an art style and a story style, it reminds me a lot of like French comics and cartoons from an art style standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it also reminds me of Love, Death, and Robots mm-hmm. from a plot and art style standpoint. So um, really, I would say really, really good. I would say Love, Death, and Robots is probably like the other another top five for me for um, cartoons that I've watched in the last you know, handful of years. So just like really, really good. And then Avatar The Last Airbender will always be up there because it's Got my it. one true love. It's just so good. So like, that's the there you go. There are my top five. 
Um, other things from a live action standpoint, I know like everybody's heard of Ted Lasso. I wasn't going to hop on the train. I was like, it can't be that good. I'm still not it on is. The train. God <laughs> it's damn it. good. It's I like Jason Sudeikis. He was my one of my favorites on SNL, weirdly enough. This weird little white man. And I don't want it to be true. Why don't I want it to be true? Why didn't you want it to be true? Or why did you not want to hop on? I just was like, okay, so so Ted Lasso is the character who Jason Sudeikis plays. And the whole idea is this football coach from the U.S. is going to go coach football in Europe, in in the Premier League, Mm -hmm. knowing nothing about soccer. And I was like, this is stupid. (laughs) This is a stupid, like, soccer show. Like, somebody just likes soccer and wants to do, like, a stupid comedy around it. And, like, I don't know. I I thought it was going to be, like, a laugh track style sketch comedy bullshit. There is no laugh track, thank God. Um, But it's it's a really interesting, it's almost like British humor. Um, Mm. I and love British humor. But you what? I love British humor. My dad watched a lot of it, so I just got exposed to a lot of it. Yeah. So I think it's like a good mix of British humor. Um, mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I didn't think I was gonna like it is like again, the main character is this like seems like a little ding dong from like Missouri. <laughs> You're mm-hmm. just like, okay, I don't really wanna have another show that's you know, led by a straight white guy from the midwest and who's a ding dong that's who's a ding dong you know who's a ding dong and it's so much more than that like they talk they touch on like it's so funny and then they talk on sexism mental health um being gay in sports um i would say it was almost every episode was a bop i would say the last episode not as good as it could have been like it was mm-hmm. just the last episode was just like full fan service and i'm like can we just like do just do a good episode don't worry about the fan sor- service and continue on yes. but like there were times where i cried laughing it was so funny um so yeah i think it's it was really funny <laughs> <laughs> i really wanted to hate it you guys but i'm i was a fan of ted lasso um another show I really want to hate and I don't know what's happened to me you guys I have somehow gotten into this I've gotten into reality television um mm, and my current like media hot, heroine hot garbage but I love it um <laughs> can you say it um <laughs> yeah because it's such a ridiculous name it's it. so it. bad you watch um, it and it. I want to know I want to I want to give credit where credit's due. It's their fucking fault. I texted them about it. I'm at dinner last week with Julia and Sophia, and they're just like, I can't get over it. The millionaire matchmaker. So I was like, okay, now I'm curious. It is so bad, but oh, it yeah. is so funny because also, so the, the millionaire matchmaker was only on for a couple of seasons. And I think both seasons are on Netflix or a chunk of the seasons are on Netflix. And it's like early 2000s, Cringe, and there's stuff in it that's so problematic but we can look back on it and be like remember when we were so awful remember remember 
when it was so awful and this is what we like let people do on reality television and say that it was like okay when it's not it's like well okay so there's that and then it's also so funny to watch these like wildly successful business people just have zero like interpersonal communication skills Mm -hmm. and somehow they have made money enough to be considered a millionaire a multi-millionaire like how also here's the other thing is sometimes they're like oh yeah my net worth is a million dollars i'm like okay i guess it was based in the early 2000s but like that's not really that big of a deal anymore like like, that's not like being a millionaire like i mean good for you as a disclaimer neither katie nor i are millionaires neither no neither of us are millionaires but i understand like conceptually how you become one and it's just like Mm. haven't hasn't happened but like a million dollars like would be life-changing for me right now Mm. but it's not i'm not gonna like buy an island Mm-hmm. So some of these people were like, my net worth is a hundred, is like a million dollars, just over a million dollars. I'm like, okay, big deal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, and then the whole thing is like, we don't bring in gold diggers. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Elizabeth, for what I'm about to say. The server at the Olive Garden who signed up to go on dates with the millionaires isn't a gold digger all i can say in response is that it's funny you bring this up because there are some people in my hospitality circles that are considering moving into other entertainment circles uh that are hopefully more lucrative for them And that's all I'll say. Get it. What I will say is get it, but don't you dare be like, we are. We scrutinize our dates to make sure that there are no gold diggers. And I'm like, and I mean, don't get me wrong. You, like, you the know there's a producer there that has I love to. that she's employed. I Like, allegedly she's looking for another job. Like, fine, whatever. But like, they need it for the drama. There has to be some producer that's like, not like secretly subverting everyone, but that's like, like, there's someone up there who was like, this is okay. They're like, but she's just an Olive Garden gold digger. And the manager was like, no, this will be drama. I think that's probably what happened. Well, and then the guy, the, well, there's guys, there's billionaires and millionaires. And they're just like, I don't want somebody who's going to like come for my money. And then they like pick to go on the date with like the unemployed person. Or there's like, you know, five people that also own successful businesses, but they're like a little too old like there's they're like a little older than the other groups and they're like no i'm gonna go out with again like the bartender and you're like what is happening what is happening what is happening it's like i'm gonna go on the date with the students (laughs) no i don't care what the screening process says the student who shows up to that casting call is a gold digger if i had shown up to that casting call i was a gold digger like no i'm not saying i tried to protect you all of college from these things all i'm saying now is you didn't get into these things when we were friends in college and look at you now 
that's all oh, oh my god i just so... think they're like such concentrated doses of just like some of the worst parts of the human condition that's all it's just like you know if drinking is your vice reality tv is some people's vice y'all and it's i have like a specific flavor of reality tv that i like but my current as everyone does my current yeah. thing is like wow i really do love like it's just so okay it's like i can't believe this aired i can't believe this aired but also for this woman like get it patty like get the money and run like why the fuck not her millionaires club dating club still exists it's ten thousand dollars an hour to talk to her for dating advice Ten. oh yeah i looked it up it's ten thousand dollars an hour to just like chat with her on the phone people are paying two hundred thousand dollars a year for dating advice their recommended package is $175,000 a year, and it gets you almost everything. What's the package that gets you everything? The package. So, okay. So, the packages are breaking down based off of like, um, oh, Katie did her search. Access to, access to the database. Everybody gets access to the database in terms of like, they'll send you curated access. And then um, you can have um, text, phone call, or in person. Um, like counseling sessions and depending on what you pay you get longer or shorter um and then you can have direct contact with patty or you're paying for just her team which is like a lower step down in the matchmaking process um some packages include um it's like nine to five five days a week no holiday support and then the other packages it's like 24 7 they don't care what day it is you can you can access their team and i'm like what the fuck yeah that's very chaotic it's a lot that's for rich people who have a lot of time and who are like needing somewhere to throw her money she's getting all of them all the insecurities come here Susie. it's incredible okay so those are my vices um that's my my stuff I hope there's something for everyone with those recommendations. Do you have time for Bob Comic Corner? If we have just like burnt all of your time, we're talking about no, other things. Good. I feel bad about your job, but we're just chilling. I've decided we're going to make pesto pasta with vegetables and garlic bread. That's going to be very easy because I'm going to buy a jar of pesto. Fuck making cool. pesto. Let's, let's bang out Web Comic Corner. Bang out Web Comic Corner. Bang um, out. Yeah. Um, Great. I'll go so you can have a rest. Thanks. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> we got to pause. We'll be back with Webcomic Corner. Comic Corner, Webcomic Corner, the part where we talk about comics. We're back with Webcomic Corner. Okay, tell so me about your webcomic, Elizabeth. Thank I will, so but first, no, no, I didn't need an intro. First, I'll tell you about uh, Canvas Week 2024. It's going on right now, right now as we're recording, and a couple days after. It is from. It is a, it has been 10 years that Canvas has been operating in the US version of Webtoons. Um, so give your Canvas creators a little extra love this week as they should be getting all your love all the time. But if you're not a Canvas freak like me, um, you should definitely go check the recommendations. I will say when you are looking at the list of comics to check out, um, if you click into a comic and click out, the list will refresh. So what I recommend if you are neurotic and like a lot of tabs is to open a new tab for every comic off of one page until you look at all the ones that you want to look at. Unless you like how chaotic it is that it just reshuffles every time. Um, it's fine. 
So happy Canvas Day week. Webtoons. Um, my comic that I found on Canvas Week uh, yesterday is called Pigsty. Not what I thought I'd be clicking into, but visually it caught me. Um, it is a sci-fi romance, which you don't see a lot of, which I'm pretty excited about because I really like sci-fi and romance. Um, it is by Can of Worms Art. It's an interesting dystopian, seems like an enemies to lovers situation. It's giving me she used to watch BBC Sherlock with Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman. Uh, but I'll read you the summary. <laughs> it says, Southern California, 2075. In a city as corrupt as this one, notorious mercenary Duke expects to get away like always in exchange of a simple bargain to the first pig he comes across. Who he didn't expect this time was Sidney Harris, perhaps the only cop in the entire department who doesn't like to go outside the book. What he was even less ready for was this deal to send both of them on a wild ride into madness. Quite intriguing. Duke is a mercenary, hired criminal, not just killing. He also steals shit. Um, and there is an even bigger gap and divide between the rich and the poor in this futuristic city. Um, a lot bigger of a criminal underworld. The comic is still blooming. I believe it's been around for one year at this point because the creator wanted to um, release their comic in a more or in a less erratic way. They wanted to make sure they could actually make this comment and deliver content with it. So they've been updating for a year, celebrating into their second. Um, it is giving me Cyberpunk 2020 2077, something like that, that uh, video game. I'm pretty sure it's, let me just do a little tippity type. Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, yes, it is. Okay, great. Um, a video game that is also a Netflix series. And what I mean by that is in this comic, when you're in a main character's point of view, first person point of view, you see their um, like brain implant chip overview like in their vision field where they can see who they're calling on the phone or like any maps for tactical reasons, that kind of overlay, instead of like a device like glasses or a visor that you would have to physically put on. It's all like um, built into this, what I'm assuming is a chip situation. Um, I think you catch a panel of the cop plugging in a chip to look at something, case data or something like that pretty early on. Um, story is still developing. I don't usually like enemies to lovers, but I'm looking for a uh, a dude bro romance comic. I'm kind of tired of the lady man's romance comics, and um, I'm interested in a dystopian romance. I think that is a weird little itch that I haven't like had scratched in a while um, with any content. And this comic is mature. There are trigger warnings. There is a disclaimer when you first start reading. Uh, so it's going to be pretty graphic, I think. And also like dealing with heavy topics, like there's gonna be, or there is cyborg AI in integration into the society. Um, lots of futuristic elements. I look forward to seeing what the Canvas creator has in store for this next year, and I'm rooting for them. I really want them to be able to deliver consistent content. Um, 
Yeah. Should check out what it looked like. Yeah, it's really it's cool art style. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna post this little clip on our Instagram just to make sure that we're timely because we'll post this episode after um campus weekends, but we'll get this up early for folks. It's a little prequel. Um, I have until little promo. I need to. I'll need to do it today, (laughs) but I'll do it. Um, yeah, I'll get that out for you. That's cool. I really like um when there's like a canvas event because a lot of times, like based off of how well these comics perform during Canvas Week, they might get picked up to be an original if that's something that they want. So, um, definitely cool. Um to highlight them and yeah the art style is incredible you can tell that a lot of work has been put into this comic yeah it has like a not an effortless sketchy vibe but it gives like sketchy like it was done swiftly and deftly but it's like layer 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 so it's intense technical skill i love it like ballet but art ballet Tell me about your comic, Katie. My comic is called That Which Flows By. Um, It is originally by uh, E.B. Lee, was the web novel author. I'm not sure where the web novel was originally hosted. And then it's been um, adapted for Webtoon by Softcorn. It is considered a historical webcomic, and it updates every Friday. Um, I would say, like, historical romance is what we're looking at. Um, Danny, a jerk, mm, jerkin girl who was saved by General Giulio during a bandit attack, has to serve tea for him in his house in Hanyang. However... She has to hide her true identity and pretend to be from Joseon due to the rumors that the general slaughters jerkin people regardless of gender or age. Joel, on the other hand, cannot drink clear water because of a tragic incident that happened when he was young and has a lot of enemies who want to kill him. Can Danny and Joel Seo survive against all odds? Okay. So, um, this young woman... Danny lives in a very secluded area of the Northern Territory. Um, This is um, set in Korea. um, And a lot of the, um, there's tons of asterisks, like left and right. They're thrown in like, oh, this is a traditional piece worn by um, Korean nobles of the time. And this is the traditional garb of a tea provider for uh, a nobleman, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, uh, Danny was living in a tea shop with her grandfather in the Northern Territory. She is of a, um, she is from a territory that is at war with this other territory and, um, like her people get sold into slavery, like left and right. We don't really know a ton about her background. What we know is she's multilingual. She can speak like a ton of different languages because she had merchants from all over the world coming in, um, served all kinds of communities. And, um, but there are missing pieces of like knowledge about who her mother was. We know that her mother died um, while trying to like get Danny 
like out of some sort of situation um the general is what i'm going to refer him like moving forward he is the general so the general has been um essentially like exiled to the north following the death of his family it's understood that his family um were all killed um pretty much everybody in his household and there's all kinds of theories that like his mom went crazy and killed everyone um various other things it was assassins um but it's kind of the general's understanding that it was a coup within um the government that his family had too much power and were murdered um because of their connection with the emperor so years have passed um for both parties and danny's uh danny wakes up and her tea shop is on fire there's um like bandits in the area and the general saves her and she hides her identity and um he takes her in as her dobby which as his dobby which is the tea server um and so she is technically employed by his house and is charged with serving him tea multiple times a day because um his family was like found in like the ponds on their property and he like can't drink just water there's like this thing he can't just drink plain water so he has to have tea provided to him and at the time like we have we've all seen the movies where there's like the tea ceremonies and different things like that so she's pretty much doing a tea ceremony for him like five times a day uh, to make sure that he gets enough like hydration because the dude can't drink water um he can drink water if it's not like horned horn 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 made sense though i was like porn makes sense um no so like there was a point where he was dehydrated and they couldn't give him water and she like poured it into her mouth and then transferred it into his mouth um because yeah it was like this is so silly um because allegedly like he can't have just like straight water and they're like he's cursed it's like no there's like probably ptsd um but it seems like a curse sometimes yeah so um she is his like tea maker um she's very aware that like she's not in a safe situation like she's seen the slaves and that's like worrying to her and he's seen her see slaves and be worried about it so it's unclear if he knows like who she is because there's a lot of rumors about him that have been repeatedly proven not true so there's like know who he is though she knows he's the general yeah she knows that he's the general and all the all the things are like um he beats his dobbies he like is super abusive to his household staff like he kills his household staff and stuff like that and there's like nothing to substantiate these rumors about him um and like he's there was like an assassination attempt and she got grabbed and her understanding was like i gotta fight for my life or because this guy's not gonna protect me like he's told me that i need to be self-sufficient and he was like after the event happened he defended her and then like told her like you're one of my people like i will protect you but i can't have other people know that you care about my people because then you become a target because yeah. that was essentially his thing is like i don't care about you because you can't make me weak 
Um, and and essentially that's just like a facade that he's putting on and the one thing so we're definitely seeing like the romance in the sense I think she really respects him but I don't think that she's necessarily like interested in him and he is really confused of like why he likes having her around he's like why do I like her (laughs) um and we're running into the some a very problematic recurring theme across a lot of web comics which is the power dynamic of the two characters um like he is very powerful powerful and is her boss and like i don't really know how this is gonna like go from a romance standpoint um what question yes is there anything tying them together from the first part of the story other than shared trauma of having family members killed by this regime change not that we know of oh oh, 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 oh there's hints that she might be related to like the assassins guild that came after him okay so they when they found that first assassin the assassin like came in and she was like i gotta fight for myself and he was yes. like you're one of my people don't worry about it yes. um there was a mark and you see later that she has this one piece of paper that she's saved from her mother and it was like this will keep you safe and it's a copy a drawing of the mark that was on the assassin Mm -hmm. so that's the only link that we the audience kind of know of interesting um but no nothing other than like they met each other and now she works for him there's no other like known link between them i think that she probably is like a lost child of like some sort of ranking official somewhere or something like that and her mom grabbed her to protect her um but i don't we don't know that for certain um she has been making friends so the general has a friend who um essentially he's like another nobleman who works in the like senate um as more of like an intellectual rather than a fighter Mm -hmm. and um he knows that like his dad was somehow involved in the general's family's death and so he kind of feels this sense of like i have to repay for the sins of my father like to my friend and so he's kind of always around um is showing interest in the do- in in Danny, but I don't think I think he knows like okay the general's kind of into her like I'm gonna leave her alone. Okay. Um, and then some awareness, yeah. And then there are in this um, you know timeline there's an empress, an emperor, and then like the concubines, and there's like official con- concubines to have children with, yeah. and we've been introduced into to one of the princesses, uh, one of the daughters of one of the high-ranking concubines and um the emperor actually consults her on political decisions um and she has befriended danny because danny kind of like didn't know she was a princess at the time but kind of like helped her escape the like inner city to go like hang out with her friend so um danny is now buddies with the princess and the yeah the nobleman who um danny has seen before but doesn't really know like why she knows him um and he's for sure the guy that got the general's family killed he has now kind of marked the princess as somebody who's a problem and kind of needs to get get gotten rid of and then has noticed danny and is like this is really interesting that danny's around and now there's rumors that 
the general is in love with Danny and she's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm, I'm just a zombie. Yeah. I'm just a zombie. Um, please don't, please don't say that. Um, but um, that is that which flows by. It's definitely a like historical <laughs> inspired romance. Yes. And you mentioned the little references to the clothes is mm-hmm. are, is there a lot of explanation to what's going on historically for someone who isn't tuned into korean history um yeah they do like little little blurbs on kind of like where we are from a big picture timeline standpoint. standpoint like what um like era this is and then there's like comments on like the attire and like stuff i don't know again like how much of this is like like the regions i don't know if like these regions were truly at war if these are the actual names of the regions um but yeah they do kind of talk about some of the political cultural stuff um and then there's some good context clues like uh danny will do something like would do something around the princess and then like her lady in waiting would be like you don't do that around the princess like you don't point with your finger at the princess. Hmm. Um, that's like a no-no. So they, there are some like con- contextual stuff that kind of explains the like um, environments in general. Um, and then there's some little like sidebars where they explain some stuff. But I don't think you have to have a knowledge of Korean history to enjoy it. Okay. It's giving me, the Assassin's Guild especially is giving me like uh my cold-blooded king yeah uh, yeah which remind me did that have a paywall oh this current one no what i'm reading no the cold-blooded king oh i, think I read that as it stopped. came out so oh, okay. it probably has a paywall now yeah it has a paywall for um which is crazy bananas i have not finished that comic um but i'm very much intrigued how this comic goes keep us updated especially on the like um power dynamic trope that we're seeing in a lot of web comics recently because i want to know if how it's handled if it's worth the time or if it's a big another yeah yeah um i will say i just how dare you first of all um how dare you um recommend um was it another love another love and i don't hate us i have been religiously reading and you get a daily pass and then they added like if you watch ads you can unlock up to three and I'm like fuck so I'm reading like four a day I'm almost done with another love and you just told me about it I know they I will note I think do the power dynamic really well because it is the CEO of a company and then like a worker in another company and they hire in her company to work on stuff and I think he was like I'm not gonna go to the final project meeting because I want them to make it on my own their own merit I don't want to be making business decisions based off of like my love for this person and she's like hey we can't do these things because I am like a contractor for your company and I'm uncomfortable like doing x y and z and he does a pretty good job of being like yes but you're in danger so like i'm gonna do these things behind the scenes to make sure that you're safe and i think that's probably one of the best power dynamic 
things where they feel really equal in the sense of like in their relationship they're very very equal she's very like strong in herself um and then he's kind of like okay well i do have power so we're going to use that to protect you um so yeah that one good job author of another love and elizabeth for recommending it how dare you um because they do you do a really good job of like setting some healthier power dynamic boundaries that we don't see often in a lot of our comics we sure don't we sure i'm so glad you binged it it's such a wild plot i'm almost Um, done i'm hoping that this one you're reading now does not kind of go off the rails i kind of want it to just be like a regular intrigue plot it's one of those things where I think they've done a good job world building and I think it's time to like speed up and then end it. Like I love, I've been really loving like a 75 to a hundred episode mm-hmm. comic. I think that's like a sweet spot where it doesn't go on for too long. You can like wrap it up real well. Um, that's why I'm excited about another love. That <laughs> It's just like 57 or something like that i'm like sweet i'm almost Mm -hmm. done i can finish this in a couple of weeks um but yeah i'm i i started that which flows by and then kind of was like i don't know if i'm into it and then i came back to it and like binge read like 10 episodes or something and was like okay this sounds good like i get it i get it i'll stay I'll stay, I guess. Whatever. Well, I guess I'll stay. It's fine. Uh, yeah. It's always, like, even if Katie and I have a lot of overlapping things, we're still very particular people. As much as we read, we're still pretty particular and have gotten to a point where we've curated what we read. So we're not into it. We'll stop reading it. Versus, like, when we, like, pity read it along until it, we saw it to the end. Yeah. I will say... um was it lifelight comics who did um my cold-hearted blood king i they have a new comic that i started and i dropped it so hard and i think i'm gonna go back to it and give it another shot i was just like i can't it was just too much and if i remember correctly that's kind of how the other one started out a little bit so and then i really enjoyed it by the end so i am gonna give that one another shot um but yeah i'll put things down and then kind of be like, okay, do I? And then I'll put things down again if it's not good. It's true. She has good boundaries like that. Okay. It's time. Time to wrap it up. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Um, okay, so what were our reminders? Uh, like and subscribe. Uh, wherever you get your podcast we love a good little rating um i'm starting to add polls to all of our episodes where you can give feedback (laughs) um so check those out specifically on spotify i know you can find them um i have been less than active on our instagram but you can always message us on instagram and i will respond um i might not post but i will respond to you um that's probably the best way to get to us. The other really good way to get to us is through our Patreon, um, HRF Time. And um, there we now have two tiers. It is the Claire Lore tier, which gets you all the video content of our recording, um, unedited, undoctored. Um, you get our little like side quests in. And then we're also introducing um, our curated content. <laughs> 
tier, which will be ten dollars a month, and that includes Claire Lore. You'll get all of the all of that, but then also you can send me your list of like um, interests, and I will curate Instagram content to you from the HRF time Instagram. So those are our offerings to you. If there's other tiers, like if there's other things you want from us. Please like just comment. tell us just Please tell comment. us like we'll do we'll do probably within reason we'll, so we'll do it within reason um ideate fully everyone give us all your ideas and we'll sift through them yeah give us all your ideas and we'll be like cool um yeah and then at some point i'll make some new merch for us this year but i'll tell you guys when that actually happens don't worry about that now i don't know why i'm telling you that i make no promises i make no promises other than the fact that i will respond to you if you comment or message at us and uh if you sign up for a patreon you'll get stuff from us so that's that's it like and subscribe wherever you get listen to podcasts bye, bye. <laughs>